Let the games begin. By taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. Chit-chat. Yeah, chit-chat, thank you. Conversation must be stimulating. There's still, you need a set of aesthetic guidelines to put it in social perspective, I think. Maybe what we need here is a fresh perspective. Fresh points of view. Stimulating conversation. Stop. I thought it would put things in perspective for you. Let's begin. All right! All right, it's uh, episode six, first episode of the year, and uh, this week we have our good friend Jay on the podcast. Jay, welcome. Hey, hey, hey guys, thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. I'm excited. I was, uh, I wasn't, I was feeling a little, a little down. I mean, quick update for me is I had COVID, but uh, <laughs> feeling better and uh, yeah, I'm look, super looking forward to this. Glad we're all already, I can't believe we're on like episode six already. It's crazy. I can't believe it's 2021 too. Yeah, wow, year flew by. But um, you know, hopefully, I mean, it's it's off to a bit of a rocky start. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's going to get better. Yeah. Cool. I guess uh, a little bit about Jay, uh, good buddy of mine. It's actually just it's been a little over ten years that we've known each other. Um, you know, and I think the theme for today that we wanted to you know mainly focus on was uh, travel you know, why we do it, kind of some of the things that we've learned about it. I want, you know, one of the things that's kind of defined our friendship is uh, a lot of travel together. Um, you know, we initially we met uh, studying abroad on a semester at sea. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And I kind of, you know, how it's sort of shaped our experiences and our friendships and our perspectives. Um, and then to just, you know, cover some of the other kind of more timely uh, things that are happening. And today actually happens to be the one year uh, since, uh, Kobe passed away, unfortunately. Um, so I think we wanted to start a little bit with that, um, and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about how Kobe had, had an impact on Jay. So with that, Jay, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, um, yeah, today is a extra special day, very emotional day. Uh, the one year of, uh, Kobe's, uh, passing in the helicopter crash, him along with his, uh, his, uh, beautiful, talented basketball playing daughter as well. And, um, I believe it was seven other passengers. And, um, you know, I, it's a day that I definitely will never forget for the rest of my life when it happened and um, where I was and just time just seemed to like stay still that day. And it, it it's hard to believe it's been a year, but at the same time, it feels like it was just yesterday. Um, yeah, just a lot of emotions. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, this year, like with COVID and everything, it's taught us like how, you know, uncertain life can be and how short life really is. And, um, yeah, you know, this, I try to like kind of think of Kobe in like a very celebratory way now, but it's, yeah, I still find myself like when watching highlights of him, um, you know, just kind of like emotional and, and just breaking down cause it's still pretty painful. But, um, I guess what Kobe's meant to me, I'd like to just touch on like everybody, you know, he got his, he was known for, you know, being a basketball star and obviously one of the greatest ever, arguably the greatest, like between like him, MJ and LeBron. But unless people really know him, they don't really understand like that he went beyond basketball, which I think he did a lot better than, like, let's say, Michael Jordan. And they had the famous documentary he came out with, the Save the Last Dance. And, you know, Kobe just he inspired, I think, just people everywhere 
not just within sports, to just be the greatest they can be of themselves. And that was sort of what got him known for his like Mamba mentality, which is, you know, also the title of a book that he wrote and um, which I actually just finished reading. And it goes into just trying to be the best version of yourself. And Kobe really just inspired not only basketball players, but just the world. And, you know, he inspired me and, and it was through his like, his dedication, his work ethic, his um, his curiosity about everything, always eager to learn new things. Um, you know that he he was just never satisfied. He always just wanted to grow, and um, you know these things. You know was what like defined him for me, and it and it was so much more than basketball. Um, and it was fun watching him play, but it was his his like his personality that really captivated me and, um, you know, obviously had a much bigger impact than why I was so emotional and still am just the fact that he's gone and it took him leaving for me to like, even realize how much he meant to me and still means to me now that he's gone. And it kind of goes like, you know, the saying, like, you don't really know what you have till it's gone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Kobe, Kobe was that for me. And, you know, you see the outpouring of support from everybody. And I think, um, you know, we all feel the same. So how, uh, like, do you have any specific instances and in how he kind of affected your life or? I think just, um, you know, whenever, just to like achieve like greatness in anything I was doing and just like to have like a mindset of like, um, like if you work hard, if you put in the work, you can achieve anything you want in life. So like whether, you know, that was to make a, a sports team for me or to, you know, travel somewhere to get a certain job or like pass an interview, just, just anything like, you know, from the smallest details of like day one to day two, just like if you put in the work, you could, you could achieve that. And like, he was talented, but I mean, he wasn't like the most talented or genetically gifted ever. And so, you know, he needed to put in, let's say, more work than like a LeBron James in order to to do certain things. And so, yeah, I mean, that sort of like mindset like has like carried me. And I think it has carried like other people throughout their life, whether they're a basketball star, uh, an engineer or a painter. I don't think it really matters to have this Mamba mentality, as it's called. For sure. Yeah, it's uh I I remember I was in LA actually that weekend when uh when he passed away. Um and it was it was crazy. I mean like the just 2020 was such a weird year because I happened to be in LA for that and then also when the riots were were all happening or the protests for George George Floyd. Um you know, not not to say they're related, but it it right. was just it was um yeah, just crazy timing and um I remember just it was it was kind of it was surreal it was just a really surreal moment um, hearing that on the news. I like at, at first I thought it was like, like the onion or it was like some kind of like yeah. bad joke or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it's crazy how much support he had, you know, in that city. And obviously he was a worldwide, um, you know, celebrity and, and, and figure. Um, but yeah, the, the amount that that city just, you know, people loved him and idolized him. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was really, really crazy to see. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of friends just really torn up about it. And, uh, um, you know, it was, it was really rough. I mean, I, I, I know, 
you know, the, the narrative that year, then I think kind of, it, it, I think took off. I mean, I guess, yeah, it took off. I mean, I guess like the, with the Lakers kind of winning 2020, it sort of capped that. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, obviously I think he's, he's a big part of that legacy. Um, but yeah, I guess if, if there's a, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. What you were saying. Yeah. I mean, he touched all parts of the world. I mean, he, you know, he, grew up in Italy a lot. His dad played uh, for an, a, an Italian team. And so he had a huge um, passion for, you know, soccer or more globally known as football. And so, you know, he touched all of Europe and then was huge in China and it just goes all around. And then, you know, he's the only player ever to play 20 years all with the same franchise. And so, you know, LA is like, LA is Kobe. Like, unlike, like, let's say Michael Jordan in Chicago or like Tom Brady in Boston, they've both gone on to different teams and he is universally L.A. He 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 only dribbled a basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. And so, like, I can only imagine what it must have been like um, in L.A. that day and just, you know, the the days and weeks following that on top of everything else that was happening. But, uh, you know, we've never seen an athlete like really just, you know, solely be in one place and like in such a star studded land that LA is like, I mean, to be sort of like the, you know, the leader of that is, um, you know, that's not easy to do or to say. And I think he definitely stands atop anyone else. And, you know, that, that speaks volumes. Yeah, definitely. As far as like legacy goes, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I guess is there, you know, obviously the mom mentality and kind of work hard attitude. Is there, um, you know, anything, I mean, you've kind of seen from like his foundation or anything, um, that stands out to you, like since him, since him passing away, I know there's like, you know, one, one thing I was talking to another friend in LA about, about his passing and, you know, just saying that he was just getting started, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It's, you know, all, like all the stuff you do, obviously in your basketball career, it means one thing, but then, you know, there's, there's, there's almost like so much more you can do after the fact, right? Because of, you know, philanthropy or, um, you know, sort of like LeBron, you know, you know, made his open to school, right? There's, there's just so much more you can do and kind of build. Um, is yeah. there anything that you've kind of seen that's kind of stood out to you? Like since, since then that's sort of like sprung up. Yeah. I mean, there's other, there's so many other things. Like he was just his, his second chapter after basketball was probably going to be even better than his first. I mean, you know, he had won an Oscar, you know, um, only basketball player to ever like do that. Maybe the only athlete to do that. And he was for this um, animated short film called Dear Basketball that he um, he was the voice of in it. And then he narrated it. Yeah, he narrated it and then wrote it himself. And um, yeah, I think it's only like around five or six minutes. It's you know, it's great, obviously. And um, and then what he's done for women's sports and in, in, in basketball always has been dominated by the NBA and what he's done for the WNBA and just women in general, you know, he had uh, four daughters. Right. And so, you know, I think it, it speaks volumes for, for the sort of like women at large that they're, you know, right there with, with us men. And, um, you know, he, he, I think will be remembered um, in making a huge impact for, for women's sports. And it's just a shame that um, he didn't get to, you know, kind of continue that on a day-to-day basis because he's got these foundations and these Mamba academies that he does. And a lot of them are, are like solely dedicated towards girls just because that's, you know, 
you know, he was a girl dad and that's, that's all he had. And so, I mean, for me, like, I don't really even think about the basketball. Like I, it's like, I mean, that's great. And it's fun. It was fun always watching him suit up and play on ESPN and TNT. But like, when I think of Kobe, I just think of like, sort of like, like his impact on me. And it wasn't just like, Oh wow, this guy can dribble a ball and, you know, dunk. Like it was so much beyond that. It was like how he went about his life and, he just also seems so authentic and like, um, you know, really said it like it was, which, you know, a lot of people and the social media, you know, where we live in today, you know, everybody's like very politically correct with what they say, but, you know, you may love them or hate them. And, you know, and people aren't, people are going to have their opinions about you, but like, you know, if you're authentic, I mean, and like true to yourself and like, and he, he was that, and, you know, I respect that. And, you know, not everybody maybe gravitated towards it, but, um, you know, obviously at the end of the day, people were impacted and felt it when he was gone. So, I mean, it shows that to be true to yourself and who you are, like, you know, that's, that's the way to go. For sure. Yeah. One story I heard about him that stood out to me was, um, you know, he, he learned Chinese, um, or, you know, just, you know, I'm actually not sure the extent how fluent he was, but, uh, to kind of open up the Chinese market to basketball, um, you know, he, he went out, and, you know, went above and beyond to go and learn uh, this whole other language just to connect more with the fans, uh, which is right. pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool to hear about. Um, so it's cool that he had this, this perspective that was more than just, uh, you know, like just let, I want to just, you know, win rings or, or, you know, score the most points or, or, you know, just whatever, just play basketball. Like, you know, I think it's the greats really go above and beyond just, just the game itself right yeah yeah exactly and i mean um yeah it's just it's still just so hard to believe and um yeah it's been a rough day i mean just like looking on espn and just seeing all the stuff that um it's just it's crazy time stopped that day and uh you know everything paused yeah well have you heard did you know much about his coach for a while tim uh grover his, um, I think that was, yeah, his, uh, that was like his trainer. trainer. Yeah, that was his trainer. I think it was also Michael Jordan's trainer. Um, I didn't know a ton about him. I, I no, he, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know how, uh, someone told me about it, but he has this book. It's called Relentless from Good to Great to Unstoppable. Okay. Um, and there's a quote on the cover of it from Kobe that says, uh, Tim Grover knows more about the mental side of sports. This book is the blueprint for discovering what you're capable of achieving, getting results you never imagined, reaching the highest levels of success, and then going even higher. And I think it's interesting. Uh, so he was actually the co- the trainer for Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, right. Charles Barkley, Dwayne Wade, and Kobe. Um, and it's, it is interesting, you know, I haven't read that book, but Kobe, Michael Jordan, all those guys did strike me. Like you'd hear stories, you know, of Co- like people go to play in LA and Kobe Bryant would be out there. And like some guy went out and practice like, uh, you know, the day before the match or something or the, sorry, the game. Um, and he was shooting, you know, three free throws. Uh, but he stayed out there for three hours and that whole time Kobe was out there and Kobe, didn't leave until that other guy was done on the opposite team. Yeah. Like it's just a bunch of stories like that. And it's just, uh, 
it's like a mindset of like just never going to give up. Like you were saying, just like dominant and unstoppable. Yeah. And like, I mean, whether he exactly and like they talk a lot about about all his like work ethic and like into the little details about how he would guard each player, whether it was LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. He knew their tendencies, if they like to go left or right and like how he would guard them and study their film. And between that and then like whether he won or lost the championship, he was going to work the next day. He had, he was known for doing these 3 a.m., like 4 a.m., like wake ups and going to the, the gym for working out. And whether he won the championship or lost, he was going to do that. It didn't change his his next, you know, his next day. That was still just part of the process and to go to work. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I think it's a Scottish saying mm-hmm. or not exactly sure where, but they say that in the winter you, uh, you earn yeah. the rewards or the medals and in the spring or the summer, you just go and collect them. Yeah. And I like that. It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right yeah. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. It's all, uh, yeah, it's all like, you know, he, he one of his famous like quotes, I forget how it goes exactly, but I think this was at his his jersey retirement, um, which he, you know, he's the only player to ever get two jerseys retired, number eight and number 24. And he, um, you know, he was talking to his daughter specifically then about how, you know, how it's, you know, he will have done his job as a father if, you know, they realize like, you know, it, it's each day when you, you know, you put in the work and you wake up and, you know, wake up early and you put in all the long hours. And that is like doing that is the dream. Like it, it's 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 the journey, like not the destination, that whole like idea. And, um, you know, he found like a pleasure in like the process, um, which in his craft, as he likes to call it. And um, um, yeah, I think anybody can like apply that to their life. And that's a lot of like that whole Mamba mentality mindset and you can apply it to anything. And, you know, that's why I think he was impactful to me and why he was impactful to people beyond the basketball world. And, you know, like you were saying, um, you know, a lot of guys can just play basketball, collect their nice paycheck and, you know, call it a day, but he, he did much more than that. And that's why this, hurts a lot more because he had so much that he gave and even more to give beyond basketball. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it sounds like, you know, and I, I, I think just having grown up in, in Spain and stuff, I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up and we, we talk about this sometimes. Like I didn't, I didn't right. pick this stuff up or, or kind of absorb as much of that culture. Um, but you know, if there's, if there's like the names, obviously like Michael Jordan's a big one, but, Kobe was one that, you know, I knew even, even then. Right. Um, so it kind of just speaks to kind of this global presence, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and two, I, you know, I think it's funny that, that like you, you like the things you highlight about him. Cause it's, it's stuff that I kind of admire about you and your work ethic. Um, you know, just kind of like that, like make, make stuff happen kind of no matter what, and just kind of some of the, you know, just, just things that like I've, I've seen and kind of noticed about, you know, our friendship over the years is like that, that same sort of attitude of like, you know, just make it happen. Make no it happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like if you um, really want something, you know, if you really want something and you put in the work, you can achieve anything you want. For sure. It's a really strong mental model. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, I thought, you know, before we kind of dig into other things here today, I thought there's no way because I could, we could talk about anything else other than him to start it off because that has obviously just been the top of my mind for today and, you know, many days. And it's just, um, it's just crazy. So. Yeah, for sure. Overall feeling still feelings of like sadness, mostly, uh, versus I guess, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah. Looking for, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's still very fresh. It sounds yeah. like, I guess it's fresh. You know, you get, you get a feeling like, let's say you go through a breakup in a relationship. It, it, it it's still as fresh and it, it's painful. Like I'll like watch highlights of um, him playing, not necessarily basketball, but just like other players talking about him or him talking and it'll just hit me to my core and it's it's still so fresh and I'll just literally break down even a year later. And I was doing that for weeks, like when it happened, but um, it's still fresh like that. And and it's not when he's playing basketball, like, oh, like, you know, like it, it's, it's all because basketball, it's such a sport, unlike um, others where the players really, you know, they're there's only five on the court on each team. They're the stars. You see their personalities, their emotions on their sleeve more than any other sports and football. You can't even really see their face with the helmets and all the gear. And so basketball, it's such, and then with the media, like it's become such a a dramatized like form of like entertainment, which basketball is, it's a game. And so you really like, you know, like a, in television, it's like a, a movie versus a series, which has become more popular over the years. You just identify a lot more with the, the character or with the person when you you've seen so much of them. And and not only that, but like to see this guy, you know, who played out of high school go for 20 years with the same team. Like you've really watched him, you know, grow up like from like a, a young like guy in his like not even his uh, 20s playing to then you know, over 40 with like four daughters. And it's just like, um, you know, obviously everybody has their ups and downs and, you know, he did as well, but like, um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's still fresh. And, um, it's just, I don't know. I digress here. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, I mean, it's clearly, it means a lot to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it even, I mean, I realized it, but then like when it happened, like when I, I got the news, it just like, you know, it all kind of like hit all at once. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Sports have always been huge for me. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I was always a Lakers fan because of Kobe, not because of the Lakers. I don't have any sort of history or background in LA or anything like that. So like when he was gone, I I, I didn't necessarily pull for the Lakers anymore. I was just a fan of basketball, but it was always just Kobe. And I grew up in a, you know, football, football background. And that, that doesn't even matter. Like it was all just Kobe, like, it did, you know, he could be with whatever athlete and, you know, uh, he just happened to play basketball. So he definitely means a lot. <laughs> For sure. Well, yeah, man, uh, happy to keep talking about this or um, I think we, you know, we, we can kind of shift gears a little bit into maybe some of the more, you know, I think yeah. like talking about the international uh travel or, or you know obviously like kind of related to his 
international impact. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're, if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah, certainly we can switch gears, but um, you know, Kobe, you know, definitely deserved that time and, you know, it's been a special day. So um, yeah. Glad we got to do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, this time's oh, definitely meant for, meant for, meant for you, right. And kind of whatever it is you want to focus on. We, that's what we were, we're talking about. Yeah. Sounds great. All right. Well, let's switch gears. I have a couple lighthearted questions kind of ease into. Yeah. So we're going to talk about traveling. Thought I'd ask, uh, what are some items you always end up traveling with or that you wouldn't want to go on a trip without? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess over the years I've learned to just like travel, like with less items, like, cause you always end up like overpacking and carrying it with you. And, um, I've gone through multiple countries crossing borders where I don't even speak the language. Let's say it was Spanish and my phone is broken and stuff. And so I'd say like, you know, maybe the phone is the most ideal thing, but then when I haven't had it at times, and if you think about people in decades in the past before phones, they had to communicate and navigate it without it. And, um, you know, you couldn't take pictures. So you kind of took in your environment more for what it was versus taking pictures that you probably don't even look at it anyway and down the road. Um, but I would say, uh, I mean, a, a good, a good hat I always like to have with me and like maybe a small, um, backpack and sunglasses. And, um, those are things I, I generally always carry with me, um, you know, always on the go outside and, you know, a good little bag that can, uh, go in and uh, in and out of like, let's say your bigger bag for like, let's say a day trip or just different things. That's always been good. But, um, yeah, I mean the phone and headphones and things like that are obvious, you know, there's been a book I particularly carry with me at times if I want to like, um, you know, reflect on things or just, um, kind of like go deep into thought and, um, and develop ideas. There's, there's a book I, I generally carry with me. That means a lot to me, but, um, like a journal or a, a, a book actually I read from time to time. I'm not a huge, like, um, I haven't been the biggest, I'm, I'm more of the audio version, but, um, yeah, a book it's, um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And I carry that with me and just, you know, just it's nice to like reflect upon. And um, yeah, I mean, it's not exactly you're like related to travel. It's more like, you know, higher level, um, you know, one's journey in life and purpose and um, finding meaning, obviously, as the title goes. But um, yeah, it was given to me by as a gift, actually, from a, yeah, a, a friend that we share, uh, me and me and Sergey. So, um, yeah, it means a lot. And like when it was given, it was a tough time for me. And, um, but yeah, other than that, like I'd say I just keep it light with my, uh, what I travel with. So then kind of digging into that a little bit, um, are there any, you know, man's search for meaning? Do you find that there's any places that you've been to multiple times, but, you know, obviously at different periods of your life and uh are there places you think you'll continue to go back to uh in the future and like you know you always kind of bring yourself when you travel so um, yeah if you want to talk a little about that yeah I, I think it's important like to keep in mind like with all the, the places you know i've been fortunate to travel 
thus far, like it's important to remember that like where you actually go matters like less than like who you are as a person, like when you go like your stage in life, but more importantly, like your, your just mindset, your like mentality and your mind. Cause that's, that carries with you, whether you're staying at home, like working and doing your daily routine experience, or you're going to climb a mountain or, you know, visit a museum in another country, like your mind is always with you. And so, um, there are places over the years I, I've been and my mind has been in a different place during one visit versus another. And it definitely impacts the experience. And, um, in terms of specific countries, like, um, it, it to, to be honest, like it really doesn't, it doesn't matter like, um, a lot, like, the specifics of the place it's more it's so much just the the unknown that 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 excites me it's the unknown and the newness that i think everybody kind of seeks through travel and like that excitement that it brings um because you you have these emotions of like fascination and like wonder of like um you know what you don't know right and so then you go seek it out for perspective to expand your horizons or to you know, just a learning experience. And, um, that all is good, but it's, you know, uh, in doing that and I've gained a lot from that, uh, I would say I've also learned that no matter what, like your mind is with you, whether you stay or go. And it's important to make sure that is in the right place. And, you know, you need to kind of like check that internally and do that maybe before you go. And that'll, give you an even more deeper and profound of a, of a travel experience than obviously you get if you're, you're, your mind's in chaos when you're going somewhere. So let's say, um, let's say I've never, I've never left like my hometown. Right. And I, I want to go somewhere and plan a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you, you know, what would, what would Jay's, guide be to travel you know this could maybe you could go as long as you want or concisely as you want like god i mean i would just say you just need to do it like i mean people are so afraid of like taking that initial step and it's you know also it's like goes into like traveling alone versus like going with a friend or family like it's such a different experience and they're both great in their own way but um a lot of people are, are afraid um, particularly of solo travel. And I, you know, girls especially, and unfortunately, you know, they have more of a, you know, just got to like watch and keep their guard up more just as, you know, just how it goes as females. And um, I would just say you just need to go. You need to like step out of your comfort zone and you can apply that to anything in life and just go and do it. Um, you know, there's certain there like particular activities on a trip that you think are better in the beginning. Or just like when you're trying to plan a trip, like how do you pick a country? How do you how do you figure out yeah. what you want to do there? Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, I mean, I would say it, it, it goes. I I try to like maybe maximize that experience. So like, let's say a country, you know, is known for maybe a certain event, or it's particularly good to travel this time of year or that for one reason or another. Um, I may go there then and. Um, use that event or like that time period is like why I'm, I'm going there or that region. And 
you know, then what that place has to offer in terms of just anything. Um, so like maybe Burning Man in California, or is it in Nevada or California? Anyway, like a like an event like that would be a meaningful thing to travel to. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that's, yeah, that's like a, just a, I, I don't know if I'd call it a festival, but it's just an experience. And um, I think that's, I think when people think of travel, they don't necessarily think of that, but I think you, you could call it that for sure. Like any travel can be kind of, even in your own city. Like, I mean, you think about like talking to people, like, I, I feel like I've met so many people like in, in cities, let's say, whether it be like San, San Francisco or New York, right? They're from there, but they've never visited like the Empire, the Statue of Liberty or the Golden or the or Alcatraz in San Francisco. And you can you can do travel and learn so much in your own backyard. And um, but I think, yeah, Bernie Man or like any festival or event is equally viewed as could be a, a new experience. You could go alone. You could gain perspective on just various things about yourself and other people and, and cultures from let's say a festival standpoint and how it relates to a country um, in this case, the U S but, you know, obviously people from all over the world go to it. So you're even, you know, it's multicultural at that point. For sure. Yeah, I guess, um, and I have so many questions I want to, I guess you, from, from sort of previous conversations we've had, it doesn't sound like you, you've always been a travel, like a big traveler, kind of something you maybe picked up a little later in life. Later. Yeah. I mean, you and I, you know, we met when I kind of first had started traveling like internationally and it was through study abroad. Um, you know, I, I went on trips with family when I was younger, but it was all in the U S whether it be skiing cruises, which led me to, you know, know I would love semester at sea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was something I, I first went out of the country when I was through study abroad and before studying in a particular country, I went and did a solo trip, like to many countries and, um, you know, made the most of the, that time before studying and just did it like by myself. And I get so much joy just personally and kind of like, um, you know, you, you don't want to plan too much when you travel, you want to kind of like, cause if you do, you, you lose the flexibility that it gives, but, you know, especially a beginner traveler, which I was at the time and anybody is at a certain point in time, you know, you, you want to plan to a degree cause it's a safety and it gives you some sort of structure, like such as like when you're outlining the paper or, or, or book or anything, you want to have like some sort of structure but you want to have room to bend. And um, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't really start traveling. So like over, you know, like over, you know, over 20 years old and I mean like extensively, but, but even like up until like 25, I mean, we'd done like a number of study abroads and, and stuff, but just off and on, like I did, but I, but it was through the study abroads that I developed the travel bug. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean later later in life for sure. So it sounds like you know it's you maybe maybe I'm getting this wrong, but what I'm hearing is you feel travel as a way to have personal growth or personal exploration. Totally. And that's what it is for me now. Um 
like it, you know, maybe it wasn't maybe always that, or maybe it was subconsciously, but that wasn't the initial like motivation, but, um, definitely. So then, yeah. What do you have any like bucket list or what do you, what are the next couple trips you're, you know, maybe thinking about or looking forward to at some point? Yeah. Um, that would kind of, you know, uh, lead more to personal growth. Right. Um, so yeah, lists are very interesting and I've definitely been one who have like, you know, they have all these lists out there online or like these lists that I could just even develop from my own knowledge of like bucket lists that I think I should, I should do or places to visit this year that you'll see online or, or things like that. And, um, I think they're good as a frame of reference, but um, and I, yeah, I mean, for informational purposes, but I think it's also, um, it can lead to like anxiety or just the feeling of like, it's a never ending quest and like, there's always more. Um, and I mean, it, it's helpful in terms of like, you know, you similar to like in like a life to, to set like goals and things you want to do, but like, it all, you also should question why certain places are on a list or why you have like these bucket list item versus others. Right. And people have different goals and why they travel and then they can take on different meanings. I mean, for me, um, something I'd like to do just connect into sports and, you know, a country I really like is, um, to go to the Olympics and, um, and that would, the next one <laughs> was supposed to be in Japan. It was supposed to be last year. And, Technically still could be this summer, but, um, you know, there was a, a report like a week or two ago, uh, they claimed it was a false report that the Olympics were canceled and, you know, the, the Japanese government and the IOC quickly turned that down. But yeah, that's an experience I would like to do. Japan's like one of my favorite countries. I think the culture is just fascinating and some of the friendliest people, safest country, you know, I've maybe been to and, um, you know, also ties into sports and, you know, that, that again, and, and also just a, an event that I think, you know, just amplifies that experience in that country. Um, you're, yeah, you're just optimizing an experience. Um, or another time you could go to Japan, for example, would be for cherry blossom season, which is in uh, the spring and in, uh, in April. And I've done that in the past. And so I think when looking at a place to travel, you should like look what that place has to offer in terms of like time of year, certain events, and then how it relates to like where you're at in your life and like what you're hoping to get out of the trip. Um, whether it just be for relaxation and to like escape your, your daily routine or it's to, and, or it's for other purposes, such as just like, you know, furthering your perspective and like personal growth, which is, you know, where I'm at as well now. So, um, like, I'm not sure if, uh, you knew this or not, but I took a, a year worked remotely and spent 10 months, uh, traveling, went around the world. Okay. Um, do you, after that experience for myself, I found that there was like a sweet point between spending too much time in a particular area and not spending enough, you know? And it was, yeah. it seemed like it took two days to get accustomed to an area. Right. Like you land, figure out where you're going to stay, figure out 
like where restaurants or grocery stores are, or whatever you need, you know. Um, and then, you know, anywhere around a week was like a pretty good yeah. amount of time, I thought, to like get used to an area. But then the big question became like it really depended yeah. on the location and who you knew or what you were doing in a place because anything over a week could kind of become, I wouldn't say repetitive, but there wasn't a lot more to explore in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of was like, find the next spot. Yeah. So we, we always had like one week, at least sometimes two or three planned out in front of us. But like, how do you like to do that? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, there's not a right answer really with it. And I definitely have done different strategies or, or, or paths with that. And it even goes back to a study abroad when we, you know, traveled around the world on a ship and, you know, we kind of, let's say it was in, let's say we go to Singapore, we'd maybe spend a couple of days or a day there, but then we're spending a week in China. And so like the size of the city kind of dictates that to a degree. But I, I think particularly this year with the pandemic and people either not traveling at all, or if they are traveling, it's like much slower travel or like longer term travel has become more prevalent with working remotely becoming more common for one reason or another. Um, yeah, I, definitely in the beginning, just for lack of time, mainly, I found myself like hopping around um, maybe quicker than I definitely would have liked. And I agree, like it takes a couple of days to get your feet wet and then, you know, you kind of get acclimated and like within a week, you kind of get the lay of the land. You've seen what you see. It, 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 I think I have, I've grown to like appreciate and enjoy the longer term travel and, you know, more of the quality over quantity um, because it's just, that's what you ultimately are going to remember more as a, if you, unless as opposed to like, if you just gloss over a place and um Particularly, let's say if you go beyond a week, even, you know, then you've seen the sites, right? Then it's like, why are you there? Why did you travel in the first place? Because the world is filled with all this beauty and there's so much to see. But, you know, it goes into are you traveling just to like see new places, to like see the Northern Lights or the Great Wall of China? Or are you also looking to see like what people are like in this place and like, yeah, what I have learned in, in travel is like the daily life of people is pretty much similar everywhere you go, but they have like different ways of doing it. And so it's interesting that you can go to like a place um, a lot less developed than the U.S. and Africa, like, for example, and like just people just seem happier, like less is more there and like, you know, a, a more minimalistic, like simple life. And it's just fascinating how like they just seem have a much better outlook on life and just overall happier. But I think if you gloss over a place or just spend a week sometimes and you see the the sites and then you just go on to the next, you're doing yourself a disservice with, um, with what you're truly um, going to remember ultimately anyway. And that's like the people you can meet. Like it, part of what I like about traveling is like who I meet in such places like meeting strangers, whether they be fellow travelers or locals from that place. And like, 
if I'm, you know, hopping around from one city or country to the next for a couple of days or even a week, I am not um, immersing myself enough where I'm getting to know um, people, whether they be travelers or expats, um, whatever, like, or, or locals who grew up there. And that's, that to me is the best part about traveling. And it goes beyond just, and that's what you remember. Like that's, that's what you remember from my, that's what I remember from my trips. And then that's ultimately the only thing that matters. Um, sure. It's nice, yeah, think, you know, but I think, he, I think what you may be getting at is like soul enriching experiences, you know, whether that be, you know, climbing a mountain and experiencing a sunrise or sunset or like, you know, like you said, uh, seeing the daily life of somebody in a totally different place um, or maybe doing like a profound activity or activity, you know, with new people or people you've known for a long time that puts you in a different, uh, puts you in a different mindset. I, yeah. It, because like you said, I mean, you do bring, you do bring yourself when you travel, but you know, you, you kind of allow, you kind of give yourself permission to do something new, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. And a lot of times we don't have that luxury or that, that ability, that time to, to travel or be in a place longer than maybe we would like. But um, if you have the time, I mean, uh, I, I think, yeah, I, you know, I was guilty to the, you know, hopping around earlier in life, but I've gained to appreciate going slower now and you gain a lot more out of it. And, you know, it's, it hits your soul, like you said, a lot, a lot more. And um, it's the people you meet for me. That's what I, I look for. And so when I travel, it's more for maybe populated areas than it is going to an island or a remote mountain although it's fun to hike and go to the beach. I like that like anybody else, but like in general, I want to see like the, the buzz of a, of a city or a village and like how people interact. And I want to meet people like that. And it's just, I, I want to throw myself in, in those situations and meet people. And that's what I'm going to remember more so than like, Oh yeah, this place, you know, I love, you know, swimming with the dolphins or, um, you know, or the food was great here. Yeah, you remember that, but it's like who you ate the food with or like the stories you shared or what you did with that person in that place that you ultimately remember. It's not about the, the particular food or how nice the, the weather was. That's not what you really remember. Of course, that adds to the experience, but that's not what you ultimately are going to enrich your, yourself with. Yep, Definitely. I know what was that? Um, blanking on the name of it. Mm -hmm. you, uh, you sent me that video about that that group of people who did the, like the marathons. Um, oh, <clears throat> like the big. It was like some. It was some big physical challenge. Yeah, um, I don't remember. They went either. to like a bunch of places. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? They were trying to do like a certain amount of marathons in like a 12 day or two week period or something, which I don't even know if it's possible, but it was something like this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask about next was like just the physical challenge aspect because, oh, um, yeah. you know, it strikes me as like that's that's partially kind of like your your way of traveling or like it, it seemed like and I, and I like that too, like the 
the adventure side of things like uh pushing yourself like when i went um you know like uh, mm-hmm. french polynesia for example like it was one of like the deepest like scuba diving uh experiences that i that i did and it was it was cool it was, it was pretty scary there was like all these sharks and stuff but it was a uh, it was really awesome um to to kind of go and do that and see that um I guess yeah. That, so if there's a question in there, it's it's about kind of the physical challenge, yeah, of uh, travel. You know, just just travel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say yeah. I had definitely learned that Father Time is undefeated, and um, I mean, I I still consider myself young and and everything. But I mean, just travel in general, though, it, it wears in your body. Whether you're you're 18, whether you're you know, 35, 50, 75, and it just keeps going up. And I would say it's demanding, but you should make the most. And also I travel and try to engage in experiences that I can maybe now while I'm still able and young that I know I won't be able to do when I'm older. And, you know, to push those limits and to do those things, because I know there'll be a point in time where the only way I can visit certain places is is in a tour bus or in a car, and I can't like you know roam the markets or the like like I at just such a speed and 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 do it for eighteen hours a day and sleep for six and um, or like you go to Ibiza and you experience the party culture there. That's yeah obviously going to be better at a certain age yeah a younger age than it is going to be at an older age exactly so yeah Whereas maybe sipping wine in the french, french alps or something you know vineyards yeah or whatever is is just fine when you're 60 or yeah something. so yeah i think people should take that into account like um like travel based on your age and what you can do now that you maybe can't do later right and so i always like to say like mountains or beach well my legs can definitely do beach anytime. So I'm going to put the mountains to the priority now and climb those in case my knees go out or I have an accident. You just don't know what the future brings. Right. And like you, when you get older, like you have, you have family or just different things, your experience changes. It's not like better or worse. It's just different. And so to keep that in mind, to do things while you have a window of time to do it, you know, is an awareness that I think, you people should have too. in addition to um, when they're looking at a place, look at events that are maybe going on and like time of year and how it all connects to, to your age and what you want to do, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're single, you're, you have kids, it, it's all related. And um, you know, like Disney world's a lot, you know, more common with a family versus like going to a visa, maybe better if you're single or something and young. 100%. <laughs> I, yeah. I had a, crazy idea once I was single uh, at the time but you know there were a lot of festivals going on and things uh obviously pre-covid um and I was joking with a friend at a wedding if there was like uh, a resource online that was like there's a surfing movie called the never-ending summer I don't know if you've heard about it no uh, anyway, these guys uh, like took off from their jobs and and traveled from California to like the East Coast to Africa uh, to like they, they followed the summer as it went around the globe. So it's called the never ending summer. So they spent a year surfing and traveling the whole time. Right. Um, 
but I was like, is there <laughs> the never ending festival or the never ending party? Right. They got people like, that do that. Yeah. Weekend and weekend. Like, yeah. They got, right. Yeah. But, but giant event to giant event. Oh, yeah. You know? And yeah. like, oh, well, there's the moon festival right now in Thailand. So, right. like, we're going to that. Oh, and yeah. there's this one there or whatever. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is that. And, but it, you know, like we were talking before about like lists and things like that. And yeah, I've been guilty of like looking at things like this, but it's, I've started to question like why there are these lists or like, at what point are you satisfied? And like there, it's just never ending. And um, it's like, there's just so much media even out there. Like it's just like, you kind of saying like, what's the purpose? Yeah, you, you got to find a deeper meaning and like um, within yourself and like be comfortable in like your mind. Like, I, I think if you're doing that to that degree, you maybe should be asking questions about your internal psyche and like where you're at. And um, I found that about myself even. And like, um, maybe you need to address some things internally because it's just like, well, to, to wonder like why that is like the attractive and I'm not saying it's wrong or it's not fun, but it's, um, or like lists aren't, aren't useful, but it's, um, I don't know. I, I think people can get a lot more deeper impact in whatever they do. It could be hopping festival to festival or whatever, but yeah, I think you need to like look internally and, a lot of times if you're just looking at a list and going off of like somebody else's playbook, you're missing the whole point. And I feel like, I feel like you can end up um, looking back with regret that you kind of just like scratch the surface. And like, you have all these kind of like superficial experiences that like blur over time and sure the pictures are cool, but in terms of like what they've, how they've impacted your life and your perspective and stuff. Maybe you'll find with um, less than you thought. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that all the trips that I want to do in the future, I really want to have impactful like takeaways from it, you know, right. like great experiences with people I want to spend time with. And hopefully there's new people in there at some point that I haven't met yet, but um yeah, being more purposeful about why a place and stuff. So after the year of traveling uh, around the world, like uh, it really made me want to become more rooted, as strange as that sounds. Root, rooted, uh, you said? Like R. Yeah, rooted, like put down roots. Right. Uh, so then I was like, let's settle down. You know, I've, I've seen – I've seen as much sight yeah, <laughs> as many places as I've wanted yeah. as, as I, probably more than I want, you know, needed or wanted to see. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. but, and then the trips that I'm looking at in the future, like you're saying, are going to be two, three week trips, mm-hmm. you know, um, longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And then, you know, looking at just, you know, how blessed we kind of are, um, growing up in the U S or just like that. And just the power of the passport that we have, but like, also like we can having like travel so much already, we can impact the world and like people that are like less fortunate, whether that be through 
think about it like even through things that maybe we we don't think about it unless it was maybe through a school trip or something like this, but like something that we should do is like maybe volunteering or giving supplies to people that have, don't have what we have. Right. And just things that I think, you know, you would gain a lot more, like in a sense, the experience would just be so much more meaningful, like obviously, and just impactful. And you would, you would gain in ways you don't even realize. And um, it becomes the, like the, yeah, I mean, at what point, like, how much ooey and I can you do about, like, a certain place and you've seen all the countries, you've been to them all and even more. And then it's like, yeah, then you want to take it to the next level. And it's, it almost makes you real wish you had done that more in the beginning. And, um, yeah. One thing we've talked about with the Tomorrow People is uh, is having some sort of charitable or giving back you know, uh, activity or element to, you know, whenever we do end up doing a quarterly trip, um, you know, so positively affecting, you know, the community or maybe we're doing some other sort of charity, uh, not where we're visiting, but, um, right. Yeah. Just, just making that an aspect of the trip. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's great. And I think, um, I think it should be done. Like, um, I agree. Yeah. One of those things I, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to do in high school, but, uh, you know, it was, is one of, you know, those trips where you go, go somewhere and you like, I think it was like Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, that's or, it. I, was, I couldn't think of the name, but you said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the idea. I mean, I think it seems fun. It seems like a cool idea. And, um, again, like that perspective is just so huge. Um, kind of leads into my like segue which was just you know do you like what do you think would happen if uh people you know traveled more right as far as their perspective change or like you know then and then sort of like you know enough people do it what what happens then overall to the culture to the society um in terms of i don't know maybe appreciation or you know being able to coexist um it seems like you know there's all these like positive benefits to travel and sort of seeing other cultures and seeing that, you know, people aren't, like you said, they, they all have the similar routines or similar kind of needs that they do. They just go about them in different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's for me personally, I think it's having grown up in a foreign country and traveling as much as I did when I was young kind of made me feel like the world was maybe a little smaller. Um, and you know, kind of just, you know, your pe- people are people. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like what Jeff said, you know, when the day to day of most people, wherever you go is the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's wherever you're coming from. Yeah. Another thing you realize that I've realized is that, you know, you meet these strangers and places, you know, you didn't know anything about. And there really are good people everywhere. And people are generally good to their core. You meet bad people like anywhere. Like oh, people will be like, oh, that place is unsafe or it's dangerous. Yeah, but you know, every place has that, every city, et cetera. But like, it, it's, it's, it's amazing and beautiful to see just the goodness in people that just the kindness of their heart when you're in somewhere new and you need help, whether it be, you don't know where to go. You, you don't either know the language and you're asking for help, right? And for one reason or another, and like to have people help you. And I can, 
I, I've lost count of how many times people helped me. And those are the stories I remember about a place. And, um, and, and that to me is the beauty of it. It's, it's meeting these people and, and just seeing how, even though we grew up in different places and different social classes, like at our core, like, um, you know, there's goodness in us and, um, it, it's, it's refreshing to see. And, um, in terms of if more to your question of like, if more of the world traveled, um, it'd be interesting to see. <laughs> um, I think it would be good. Um, it, I, I don't know if we'll, hopefully we'll get to that point in our lifetime where you see a lot more of it and like less borders, like the need for no borders and you can just kind of cross because everyone is so like kind of, it's just sad how like people are like limited and it's just like unfair, frankly, like um, where you happen to be born dictates how much of the world you can see just right off the bat um, from a, just legal standpoint officially to like just how wealthy the nation is that you happen to be born into, which is just chance. It's just, um, it should just be like, I wish there were no lines in the land and you could just go about it. And um, hopefully we get to that point, but who knows? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool hearing you say that. I mean, you know, again, that's, that's part of the like theme or, or, dream i guess of you know something like the tomorrow people right and right like, yeah no like i i and, and and not to not to be totally idealistic like i i'm i'm a realist i understand the need for borders and you know laws and rules and you know there's different countries and and you need some kind of structure right and so it's not it's not going to happen overnight but um i think there's i think there's a lot of people who actually kind of share that i mean like you said it's it, for us I think you, you know, we've all had like the three of us have had tremendous benefit from traveling. Um, and it, you know, it's been relatively easy, you know, obviously partially that's just like, you know, upbringing and, and whatever else, but, um, you know, just as, as like you said, Americans, the power of the passport, we, we can go a lot of places. Um, but you know, it wasn't, it's not like the world was always like that, right? Like it took months to get to places right and and now we we have planes and yeah you can you can book your tickets like online last minute from your phone right you can you can make these like snap decisions and um you know find find hotels find food find you know you can translate you can literally hold up you know like a, your phone and, and translate signs um so it's pretty amazing um but then also how do you how do you what what hasn't changed it seems like is that core of why we travel, right? It's, it's like, you can throw all the technology on, you can go to the crazy festivals, but the, the why, the, the meaning behind travel is, is still, you, it doesn't seem like you can automate that. You can get there more easily, but it doesn't mean like you'll, you'll be present when you're there. Right. And I still think travel means different things for different people and, and it can, and um, you know, there's, there's generally two buckets, like people that are just going for leisure travel for like vacation and maybe the short term versus people that are looking for um, just more meaning in it. And it tends to come with like longer term travel and society has kind of like taught us and wants us to go into this vacation, short term travel. And it's sort of like a paradox of like, you know, we go through the daily work grind to give us the fiscal means to then travel and, and then we, you know, take 
then we go back and it's just the vicious cycle. And um, yeah, I, think, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's, that's not the way it should go. And I, I'm hopeful that the future will hold like, it'll be different because so many uh, people were forced to work remotely. And I, I just, I really don't see it going back 100% to the yeah. way it was. Like, I, I think the remote option is now on the table. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you can do travel hacks, you can do like uh, house swapping and stuff like that. And like, there, there's ways I think to do it. It, you know, it, it could be, it could be a lot better. I mean, Airbnb has totally changed the, the game. I, I don't know about you, yeah. uh, but I personally prefer staying in an Airbnb over a hotel uh in a place and it's even better if it's like you know somebody with great reviews because they invariably would be someone like you you know who would love hosting somebody who would understand what it's like to be somewhere new you know and, and want to help them experience that place as you know as best they could i i used to live in la and i loved when people would visit because I did to go do all the fun tourist stuff that I never did regularly. Right. You know, but I did enjoy it, but I, I enjoyed it, experiencing it again through somebody experiencing it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. The Airbnb has been a huge game changer. Um, and yeah, I mean, hotels have their purpose, but they've definitely got competition and Airbnb just gives you a more personal lens and, um, you know, you're, not only into just how, how somebody's like home and how um, how it relates to like wherever you're traveling to. And a lot of times those hosts go beyond just, you know, offering their home to you. They give you like recommendations and stuff way beyond like what you would ever get at a hotel, you know, which is all just connected to the flow of money of certain just tours and things like this, which have their value, but there are also limitations in terms of just the adventure aspect and the independence that one gets by just kind of going and doing it on your own. Um, yeah. It's like a more basic or standard. Exactly. You know, oh, here are the top tourist attractions. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. So it is, it, it's almost like weird to me now, like the, how those tours, it just feels very like you go to a place and you treat it like a theme park. Um, that, you know, like, like San Francisco, for example, right? Like Fisherman's Wharf is not San Francisco, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, right. um, no, no. <laughs> so it's, it's, but it's strange, right? To think that like, oh, that's the impression like so many people, people get. Have. Um, yeah. you know, not to say not, I mean, like I do an Alcatraz tour, you know, someone who's like lives in the Bay area probably be fun, but you know, you kind of need like a, it needs to feel more. I don't know, like organic or, uh, you know, can't just, can't just be like, Oh yeah. A bunch of people on the tour bus, take your pictures. And, you know, I've heard the Alcatraz tours at night are way better. Way better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's like ways to do these things that are like more, um, kind of unique or yeah. Yeah. You need, you need some kind of weird twist. Right. Right. I mean, if they offered an Airbnb at an Alcatraz, like that would be that'd be crazy. I would definitely have tried that. <laughs> yeah, right. Could happen. Yeah, I feel like they're doing like crazier a, things. But, you know, I 
a campsite where you get a prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you know, they did that for, um, no, for not quite that, but for uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium, the sleepover, that was really fun. Um, cause a lot of the like fish and like the exhibits are more active at night. Um, and you, you can like sleep in front of like the huge tank that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so there's definitely like unique ways to, to go about things. It just takes more research, I think. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And I think we're, yeah, we're now looking for more impactful experiences within us traveling so much beyond just like scratching the surface of, um, going to the aquarium or like visit now we want to like literally sleep there <laughs> like it's so much deeper now we're trying to go it, i've also thought about just like <clears throat> i don't know how you you can almost never go back and experience the same thing twice um you know yeah. like it doesn't matter you can do it five times and it's it's going to be a little different each time um or maybe i guess that's the magic of places that try to keep it the same like a disney world or something you know i I don't know but most places are are totally different every time you go back every time and i think that's the beauty of it and um to tie it back to kobe for one second like one of my favorite things that he says i forget exactly how it goes but he's kind of asked about if he could go back in time Um, he says he never would because, um, it takes away like the flavor and like the beauty of like, um, like life and like what he's done. If you're able to go back and like change what you've, what you've done. And, um, he says like, he's like, it would make no sense. I would never do that. Like it, uh, and so that it's interesting you say that there's this movie you should watch it's called um about time oh yeah i've seen, and, it. I've um, seen that with uh seen it? yeah i've seen it yeah yeah so like there's a line in there spoilers uh just fast forward 30 maybe two minutes if if you're gonna watch that movie yeah. but the um he goes uh he he relives every day twice right at the end yeah and the first time is not as great as the second time because he's worried about like the day-to-day things but then he goes through it a second time and he tries to enjoy all the moments he would have missed and i really like thinking about you know trying to bring that into my day-to-day it's like you know you won't ever get to experience a day again and so like uh try to try to Be appreciate the joy yeah yeah in the day yeah exactly yeah to be present and um Time is the only fleeting resource. And um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a good point. I mean, I think the, the you know, like my Australia trips, like all three of them were, were very different. Um, and, you know, obviously the context in which, which you go, like the headspace matters, but there's something about like the novelty, right? And uh, yeah. Uh, like the the first time you go, it's 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 a little bit sad almost because you can't can't really go back and relive it. Um, but too, I mean, that's that's I think part of like you said the beauty of it. Like you just never, like you just never know like how how something's gonna go. And I think if if you did, that that would be it wouldn't be more sad. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. You know, if you knew exactly, and that's and that's maybe my my gripe with those tours and all that. It's like 
you know exactly what you're going to go see, you know, like you're going to take yeah. your picture and this and that. You don't, you don't get to kind of step off that path. Yeah. Right. And you know how the movie ends. Yeah. Yeah. Have the adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Hero's, Hero's journey. <laughs> yeah. But you know, those loops where it's like the same thing, like an order from Chipotle, <laughs> you know how that's going to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what's, I was thinking about the remote work stuff and, um, you know, one, one of the things I noticed when, when doing that longer trip to Australia, the three month one was, um, you know, just, just the staying in the hostels, like so many people were either, it's like a break year between like, you know, like after college or, or, you know, kind of within college usually. Um, and, uh, I, I could kind of see a world where there's a lot more like some kind of tool or like Airbnb, but for work where you kind of go to a place, live there, work, and then that kind of helps pay for your trip there. Um, I think that would be something that, that I could see popping up in the future. Um, yeah, I did. I did something like that. Yeah. We worked on a vineyard for a month in Germany. Um, a month. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it was 2020. Um, cause they gave us room and board. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, after we're done with the work for the day, we could do, go do whatever, but like, um, I, they also have other programs now where it's like uh, digital nomad. Yeah. So you get like a yeah. group of 12 people together and you go from yeah. basically coordinated Airbnb to coordinated Airbnb in the mm-hmm. service you pay for coordinates activities and does meals and stuff. So, yeah. Um, a quick point on both of those, but yeah, the, the form, I think that the kind of like formal organization for just the general term is like, I think they're called woofing, like the worldwide opportunities on organic forms kind of thing. Right. Yep. That's exactly. Yeah. It. And then with the digital nomad, a cool thing, I think it just popped up, but they have the first official like digital nomad village, um, in Europe, um, on, uh, an Island of, uh, Portugal, like, uh, this, um, Island off the coast of Portugal and Morocco, um, but part of Portugal, um, an official like digital nomad village, I think opens up this February. Um, interesting concept, I think to like stimulate, you know, the economy, you know, which, you know, makes sense, you know, why not go for that? And that, that's kind of, you know, um, driving force, but, um, yeah, I heard they were also doing one in Puerto Rico too. That was a lot of San Francisco people yeah, <laughs> bailing from there, going to an Island. So makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Sense. Yeah, I um, I think it's exciting. I you know I'd, I'd love to kind of explore that more. I think it's it's not quite where I'm at in life, but I think maybe, um, I think it'd be worth exploring kind of some like digital nomad type setup after you know after after Google or whatever. Um, but uh, you know, it takes takes planning, takes research. Yeah, I think something to keep in mind with something like that. The thing that I think of is like when studying abroad, like in, in, let's say a different country, you got people that are from your home, you know, your home university or your home country. And they're also maybe doing that study abroad experience in another place. Um, and are you choosing to hang out with people from your program or your country? Or are you hanging out with like people that are like local to like where you're at and that. And so I just worry with, the whole digital nomad, like sort of like um, 
thing that like kind of we're maybe going towards as as a society to a degree, then you maybe lose some of that um, authenticity of a place and like really, you know, then you're, everything is more structured and organized and it has less of that just, um, uh, just that the uniqueness, that rawness, you end up hanging out just with um, other digital nomads, which is fine. But then like, it's like, I don't know. It, it feels like less uh, authentic, you know, yeah, less sure. cultural and stuff. I think, they, I think there's a, you know, a, a good balance that we should try to have. For sure. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, to me generally, like I think finding those other digital nomads can be, can be cool. Right. Or like, uh, you know, generally like the people who I met, like while staying in hostels and stuff were, were interesting and had unique stories. But, um, I see what you're saying about, you know, you want to, you want to like experience kind of the locals and, uh, um, you know, kind of get to know people that way too. It's, uh, definitely true. Cause like, why are you going Cause you need like, I don't know if someone were to come visit me where I live right now and they were only going to be in town for two days. I might not want to put in the energy to like get to know somebody, you know, do something fun and then never see them again. Like I just might not be into that, but I also like could be very into that. And that's maybe where I host an Airbnb. Like, I don't know. I think it's, it's about, you know, connecting or maybe you hang out with somebody who's <laughs> traveling and they just suck. And you're like, well, I don't want to spend any more time with you. Right. It's like, I don't know. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to, yeah, it depends. It's luck of the draw really figure it yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Luck of the draw. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe like I'm just out of town that weekend or I'm mm-hmm. super busy, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, so, so much of like, you know, just the, the beauty of the travel too is just things that just the great things that happen unexpectedly that you, and that's what you ultimately remember. And it's just by chance that you go to this place versus that place, or you meet these people and you do that thing. And um, generally those are the things that I find myself um, m- most memorable towards. And like, um, it, it, in my mind, like I, you know, there's the idea of like you attract what you think. And like, if you keep kind of like putting yourself like in situations where, you know, crazy, like the unique experiences like that'll happen with, with people. Like, um, a lot of times, like it'll just, it'll just work in your favor and it'll just come to you. And, um, that I like, I, that's one of the, my favorite things about travel too, is just, um, that, you know, that element of surprise and just that unknown and, um, and when it comes and just, um, and just kind of going with it. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we kind of touched on that exactly, but you know, I wanted to add that as well. Sure. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying about, um, the right people, right. I mean, even, even like you can go with someone who you, friends with or you know whatever and it's it might not be a good trip just because differences in style or there's high stress situations you end up in um you know like like different people travel differently right and they have different preferences so it's kind of you know i think it's a balance of finding what what you vibe with but also having stepping outside of your comfort zone right like traveling with you has been 
different than, you know, traveling with like Peter, um, or, you know, whatever, um, you know, again, or like semester at sea or whatever it is, it, it depends, like so much depends on right. just the, the people you're with. And, um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it can totally be, yeah. And, you know, you, you need to be adaptable and it's interesting and, and good to see other people's perspective on like how to travel and there's no right way. And just, um, it's good. And also it's a good measuring stick and to see like, um, and to notice like you can be like, you know, best friends or best partners with somebody in uh, the normal life. And then you go to travel with them and, and uh, it can totally explode or it can be magical or, you know, a blend. And it's, uh, it's uh, interesting to see and, uh, you know, perceive. Yeah. A lot of, well, it's funny. Cause like a lot of people, so on that around the world, I went with my girlfriend at the time who then became my fiance and now we're married. Um, but a lot of people were like, Oh, weren't you kind of scared that maybe it would have, you know, had a negative effect on the relationship and it never crossed my mind. <laughs> but having talked with like Sergey and his experiences in certain travel instances, yeah, like that definitely could have happened. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That one, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I just for for listeners' context. So I, I broke up with my girlfriend on a trip, and you know, it was it was it was the right call, and it, I think it in some ways the high the 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 travel highlighted some of the just core differences and stuff. But it's you know, it, it's it's it was a risk, right? I mean, obviously, breaking up during a trip isn't ideal. Like it's not that was not fun, um, and you know, it's still something that like you know, I kind of think back on and like, just have a, have a couple of regrets about, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's that, it's that stressful environment sometimes, you know, like things aren't, aren't always going to go as, uh, as you expect. And, uh, you know, there's like people get sick or people, um, you know, you, you miss a, miss a train or miss a flight or, you know, like you're, uh, it's stressful. Yeah. Your booking got messed up or something and you have to like, you know, make a last minute change, um, or the AC is broken or something or like whatever it is, like it's, you just, you just never know. And, um, uh, you got to make sure that you can kind of handle that. I think that's, that's an important skill slash character trait. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, Yes, you got you got to have these experiences sometimes, and it's, and it's good to see if uh, to see if you how you work with uh, with someone else, whether it be friend or you know girlfriend, boyfriend, and um, hopefully it works. But yeah, sometimes it doesn't. For sure. Well, cool. Yeah, this is great. I mean, I think the you know the kind of tying this all back to the, a little bit about the tomorrow people was um, one thing I was trying to I was trying to kind of narrow it down and sort of think of like. If there were like three things, three aspects of, of, you know, at least like concretely, what, what am I, what I want to do? What do I want to work on or build with it? Um, you know, like the, the three components I came up with were, um, you know, I wanted to build a sense of community. Um, you know, just, just people that I know and I'm close with and just have interesting stories and experiences, um, and kind of like center that community around, personal development, personal growth and, and having these sort of meaningful experiences together. Um, 
the second part was sort of developing these these ideas, like some some of the stuff we talked about, like being digital nomad and kind of like talking about what what the next 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 years are going to look like, um, you know, and, and exploring that because I think we're lucky to be at that cutting edge um, and being able to kind of like, you know, we're, we're traveling in modern ways. Like we, we have modern jobs. Um, and then the last thing was just like, actually doing interesting adventures or experiences or, or stories or journeys, right? Like um, it could be related to philanthropy or, or doing some kind of, uh, you know, going, going to a place and kind of learning about the culture or, or sharing those, those people's stories um, or, you know, going to kind of learn about uh, some sort of nature preserve effort or some humanitarian effort. Um, I think those are all meaningful kind of uses of time. And so, really glad we had this conversation because it kind of having been cooped up the last like week or so with COVID is, uh, <laughs> it just made me itch for travel. Um, yeah. So kind of yeah. rekindled that. I really can't wait until we plan the first, like, uh, tomorrow people travel experience. I think it'll be great. Um, just cause so many people are on a similar page and they get what going to a place is like and how to, I think, plan enough structure but also have that free time and and if we like i personally like we talked about roping in some sort of uh you know positive thing that we can do yeah uh would be great i haven't done as much of that when i've traveled so i agree yeah Mm -hmm. well we can you know we can never too early start planning i think uh (laughs) <laughs> I think this this year will probably we'll see the end of of COVID if I had to guess. I, that's a good idea though. We should we should really start throwing out some solid ideas and stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I mean, just kind of scope it out, sort of to see how long you know people can kind of take off and and go for like sort of how far we're thinking of going. Like if it's you know if it's something close like Mexico or if it's you know maybe bigger trip something like that. Um, you know, I think there's, there's, there's definitely like ideas we can start playing around with. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I think hour 26, I, I think that kind of wraps up the the podcast. So I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we. Any, any up? parting thoughts or, or kind of wisdom? I, uh, I, the one, one question uh, I know one thing you wanted to talk about was the, I think it was a Seneca quote. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, something I studied, um, Latin and Greek for, for years and, and both high school and college and, you know, went in deep into, um, Roman and Greek history, but yeah. Um, Seneca, one of his letters to Lucilius, um, you know, kind of these letters revolved around like stoic philosophy and, um, you know, that whole like way of kind of like living and just being, you know, more positive with your emotions and, you know, more mindful as opposed to negative. And we, we kind of touched upon this about like, but he's all about like when you travel, he's telling Lucilius, you, you, you go, you bring your mind with you. And so like, it's important to make sure like your mind is not unrest, like, like when you travel and it's foolish to think you can go to all these far and away lands and, um, you know, to think that, um, 
you know, you're, you're, you'll just escape your problems. And that's just like not how it works. And um, I think a lot of people sometimes are under that um, illusion of like um, when you travel, like things go away and um, you know, it, travel can be a rest from your maybe immediate situation and give you a break. But um, you know, like I was saying, it's important to always um, it's not like, like what you're going to do, but like where you're at in your mind is like when you're going, that's going to like ultimately matter most. And um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was just like profound wisdom from Seneca and um, his letter there. I think it was like letter 28 um, where he talked about that. It's great. I think that's a great thing. Great note to end it on. Yeah. The, the last thing I will just say is the one thing that like, whether you're able to like, travel far or, or not at all, which, you know, seems to be the case for a lot of people these days with COVID is just, um, and it doesn't really matter, but like you, you will gain a more appreciation and just be more at ease in your life when you have a gratitude for kind of like your surroundings and like, um, and, and the beauty that they bring. And it'll just bring like a more joy to your life. And you'll be more present in that moment when you have like just a gratitude for, um, your, your day to day. And, and the grass is not always greener on the other side, um, to keep in mind. And, um, it'll make, yeah, when you find the joys and like the things that aren't travel, um, cause ultimately like you could go travel someplace and like live someplace long-term and then you're staying there a week, like we talked about, or like even longer. And then you decide to like live there. Like eventually that place is going to be your new home and like the normal for you. And like, you need to just be content in yourself and grateful and realize the beauty in your environment and like, kind of like what's around it and realize like the daily life is the same everywhere. It may just be done slightly different, but like, um, just to have this gratitude, like I think will, um, enrich your experiences as well as just like your overall, like mindset and just mental health, which I think we all need these days. Yeah. Awesome. That's it. Couldn't agree more. Great words of wisdom to part on. Jay, thanks so much for coming on. I'm sure this won't be the last time, but uh, it's definitely a great first time. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And um, thank you guys for having me. And, um, you know, um, yeah. Shout out to Kobe once again. And uh, as he would like to say, Mamba out. (laughs) All right. That wraps up episode six. Thanks for listening.